0: Welcome to the Pursuit of Now podcast. I'm Chase.
1: And I'm Katrina.
0: And let the pursuit begin. Mm -mm -mm. And we're back.
1: Hi.
0: Episode number three. And we are so excited for today's episode because we are talking about...
1: Relationship stuff.
0: Relationship stuff. Yes. So we're going to be discussing the four horsemen of marriage today.
1: Yes, it's called the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> a term a term coined by Dr. John Gottman. Um, yes. He is a researcher and... He has a plethora of information out there if you want to look it up, but we're going to kind of dive into that today and try to learn and also explain what, how we understand it. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because just so nobody misinterprets kind of a disclaimer here, the intention of the podcast. So we know very well that we've only been married six months now. (laughs)
1: Yeah, not even six months. It'll be six months on Christmas.
0: Yeah, six months on Christmas. So we um, are not trying to be experts on any of these topics that we're going to be talking about today. But really, the point of this podcast is Trina and I are both learning and tackling these big topics together. Yeah, and and we
1: knew this research was out there. um, And so we wanted to just be intentional about learning more about it so that we can hopefully... Um, avoid divorce yeah (laughs) because
0: we don't want that by any means so uh, more of preventative measures um, that we are learning and we are so excited to have you all uh, come along with us as we are figuring this stuff out and learning it together but before we dive into that and a little bit more on what that topic is going to consist of Treen had a great idea for an opening segment of our show you want to talk about what that is?
1: Yeah. So this podcast is all about the pursuit of now. Okay. So it's, it's about being present in the moment while you're mm. trying to achieve all of these different things in different areas of your life. And so what better way to start off every episode um, than by naming something small that has brought us joy this week? Yes. So I kind of I thought it would be a good idea to start off every episode with that um, just to kind of set the tone. And I also think it's honestly pretty therapeutic for us, too, because yeah. it brings gratitude and it brings us into the present moment and, you know, helps us grow some appreciation for those little things that, you know, can go unappreciated sometimes. So because oh yeah, that's that's life. That's when life happens is is in these small moments. So,
0: yep. And I feel like, you know, our name is the pursuit of now and we're trying to kind of figure out as we go what that means and how we're going to work that into our podcast. And, And really the point is we are discussing these topics right here and now and being present and, you know, pursuing learning and developing together um that's kind of the big thing with the podcast but I think that this segment is perfect because it kind of reels it all in and it gets us off to a great start so do you want to start first with what you're grateful for and then or thankful for what brought you joy yeah you want to yeah. go first
1: grateful thankful blessed yeah my friends.
0: that should be on a sign we should get that on a sign <laughs> yeah live we laugh, also love.
1: live laugh love
0: Got to live, laugh, love. Yeah, exactly that yeah. too.
1: We should definitely have all those things on signs. Yeah, for we're going to put that on
0: sign. If you want to get a sign from the Pursuit of Now and it says what?
1: Live, laugh, love.
0: No, what was the first one?
1: Thankful, grateful, blessed. Thank, thankful.
0: If you want a thankful, grateful, blessed sign, um, go to PursuitofNow.com and, and, and they up there.
1: And don't hit us up because we will not be making that for you. Thank you.
0: No, probably not.
1: But anyways, okay, so my thing that brought me small... A small moment of joy I can't talk this week was we watched um all three movies of the Pitch Perfect series.
0: Yes. We <laughs> it's did. kind
1: of like low key embarrassing to say out loud.
0: <laughs> Listen, I don't care I don't care who you are. Those movies are great.
1: They are actually very funny. They
0: are so funny. I'm not even lying. So I don't, and I don't care who knows it. They're good movies. Yeah. If you haven't watched them in a while, you should definitely you go should. back and, and watch them.
1: Yeah, I love Anna Kendrick.
0: Yeah. And I just love the two reporters. The two reporters are hilarious.
1: Yeah, they really are.
0: I don't know the names of the characters in the I don't know
1: either. Um, but if you know, you know.
0: Yeah, it is it is so funny. So if you haven't seen it in a while, um, check it out. Train didn't even know there was a third one.
1: I, I actually had never seen the third one before. Yeah. I so. don't think anyways. And I hadn't seen the... the first one or the second one in like years, but like go rewatch that. It gives you kind of the same feeling as watching the twilight saga. Um, big fan,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) big Mm -hmm. fan.
1: I wanted to say one more thing that brought me joy this week. Mm -hmm. Um, so I work at an elementary school and around this time, there's a lot of things going on for Christmas. Um, Mm -hmm. and those kinds of like fun things have brought me joy. Um, specifically I was a spelling bee judge this week. Oh, yeah. And I do want to say that I'm kind of a prodigy because I won the spelling bee in fifth grade. Well, I I won second place. Let's let's be clear. I didn't win. I spelled cauliflower with the K, But what? I was thinking this whole time when I was a judge and these kids were coming up and they were so nervous. I was thinking winning second place in the spelling bee is a core memory of mine. And so it was just
0: I did not know that about you.
1: Yeah, um, I don't want to brag, but
0: <laughs> what do you have <laughs> so a plaque or anything? I don't
1: here? think so. I don't think I have any uh, proof, but or evidence. But wow, it was actually pretty cool to kind of reflect on that and remind myself that I'm a part of of fra- of shaping these kids' core memories um, and things that will impact them. So that was cool.
0: Yeah, it definitely will. I was I remember doing the spelling bee, and I don't think I got out of the first round whenever I did mine, I wasn't very good at spelling. That's okay. (laughs) I'm still not really very good at spelling or handwriting. Um, we're the perfect pair. Yeah. But you're good at that. So I just leave and also feel like our spelling is getting so much worse Mm -hmm. because we don't really have to know how to Mm -hmm. spell a lot of things. Like we can like punch it in when we're texting like halfway. Right. And then it just corrects it. Oh yeah. Or
1: we shorten every single word. Like we don't we don't say podcast. We say the cast or we say the pod. The pod. The yeah. pod.
0: Yep. This is pod day.
1: Yeah. So. We don't say, let's get some breakfast. We say, let's go get some breck.
0: No, we actually, we've never said that. We don't, we don't refer to it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we've never actually said that. So, um, but no, I get the point. So
1: sorry for lying on the podcast. Yeah. Don't
0: please don't lie. But on the podcast. I will
1: say, I will say that in general, we do shorten a lot of words, which is probably not helping with our um, spelling. or
0: vocabulary. Yeah. hmm
1: All right. Let's stop this banter. Chase, what oh, yeah, is your turn. small moment?
0: I have a couple of them this week. The first one, I wanted to give a shout-out because we got our very first review Oh yeah. on the podcast. So we wanted to give a shout-out. Um, we both... Uh, it
1: doesn't have a name. Yeah, it doesn't have a so name, so I'm not sure is.
0: who who gave it. But um, it is our very first review, and we came across this. We figured out how to find some additional analytics, and then came across this, and uh, we were so thrilled. It made our it made our entire night uh, reading this. So I felt really grateful for this. Uh, someone they they gave us five out of five stars, uh, and they said relatable and fun couple. This couple is very relatable. Highly recommend giving this a listen. Love finding podcasts that are up and coming. If I could give more stars, I would.
1: So shout out to you, mystery person. Yes, because thank you, you. made us happy. Yes, happy. <laughs> actually, I don't want to. I don't want to reference us. I don't like that song. It's a song that goes clap along if you feel. Yeah, yeah like a room I like actually that hate that. Room. I despise that song. Do you hate it? Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a hater, but. Anyways, it made us happy. Continue
0: yeah, it really chase. did. It, it completely um, coming across that. I'm so glad that we found it. Um, yeah, and all the support. and Not even that, but so many people have had so many nice things to say um, and have reached out to us and said really nice things about the podcast. And so um, sincerely, thank you to everybody who takes the time to listen. We don't take that for granted. And thank you so much for the mystery reviewer. Uh, We appreciate that so much, and it definitely made our night 100%. For sure. Yeah. Um, And also, I'm grateful for this new morning routine that we've kind of got started Mm. for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's been really exciting. I've grown to really look forward to um, Saturdays so much more. So. We've kind of... We yeah, put, Saturdays
1: sucked before. <laughs> I'm just, just <laughs> kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're such a drag. <laughs> but no, we've kind of established somewhat of a little routine on Saturdays now. And yeah. I've really grown to like it. So um, we wake up bright and early Saturday morning. And I'm usually like chomping at the bit because I'm excited. It's pod day. And we get up, kind of do a little bit of cleaning around here. So the apartment looks good. And then, of course, we go get some coffee. Oh, yeah. Which is always great. Um, and for those of you all who are fans of the podcast, you already know your boy, Team White Mocha Latte for life.
1: Hashtag White Mocha Gang. Yeah, White
0: Mocha Gang. Trine, what you, would what'd you get today?
1: Um, I got a French toast latte. I have no idea what they put in here. Uh, it has cinnamon.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of cinnamon. <laughs> but um, and one question that we've been repeatedly getting, like phones have been blowing up this whole entire oh, week. Oh, I mean oh, inbox flooded. crazy. Yeah, our DMs have just been filling up. Everybody's wanting to know, Chase, how do I become a part of Team White Mocha? Like, how oh. can I? How can I get into this? You know, um, and they're just dying for some answers. Mm. So I figured I would put some stipulations. Okay. That, you know, to get us into Team White Mocha um, to address all of those millions of questions that we've been getting. And I've decided that there's going to be three steps.
1: Okay. Only three. Cr- criteria, if you will? Only
0: three. It's so, so, so simple. Okay. Literally anybody can do it besides Train. So, because okay. this is my team. <laughs> if you want a team, you you do whatever you got Okay,
1: do. I'll have to brainstorm my team, but... Yeah,
0: but this is my team.
1: Okay, go
0: ahead. <laughs> so... Step number one is the most obvious one of all the steps. You got to love white mochas. Mm. Got to love yeah, white I'm mocha out. lattes. You, and I I thought it through. And even if you do like them iced, I think that's okay. I mean, you know, I there's probably going to be separate layers on our team. Like team A, like A team, okay. B team. If you like iced white mochas, you're probably going to be more B team. Just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. But... You, you know like a subgroup? Yeah, yeah, so Like we'll still invite you to our outings and stuff and when we all get together and hang out and drink white mocha lattes together, but um uh white mocha's hot, that's going to be the 18 for sure. Okay. So that's so, uh, the first step. So iced
1: white mocha people, you're sitting on the bench. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you're it. kind of
0: bench and and I'm you know, I didn't make the rules. Just I'm just, you know, I'm just abiding by them. Yeah. yeah. But uh number 2, um Whatever Treen is drinking for coffee, you now hate that drink.
1: Okay. I hate
0: her. Yeah. So whatever brown chicken, and shaken, espresso. Okay. Or And also, can we just say something? Starbucks, I need to have a word with you. Why can't they just make simple drink names so I don't look like an idiot in the Starbucks drive-thru Every single time we're in there <laughs> Cause I can't say You've been brown, getting better Brown shaken shaken sp- espresso It's
1: really not that hard I just feel like you don't want to learn how to say it Brown sugar Just brown sugar Brown sugar Shaken Shaken Not stirred
0: Brown brown sugar shaken not stirred es- Espresso brown, sh- brown brown shaken shaken espresso stirred
1: Brown sugar shaken espresso Yeah that's what I said Stirred up in a cup. That's
0: what I said So Starbucks fix <laughs> your names I'm tired of it. I'm seriously. And that goes for all of us men out there because you already know that every single time our women are like, Hey, I want this complicated drink. And then we mess it up when we're trying to repeat it. And so Starbucks get that fixed for us.
1: I think you should start like a support group for that.
0: Yeah. No team white mocha. That's going to be our first event. Uh, We're going to make signs and we're going to go out in front of Starbucks and let them know. So just be, be ready for that. Uh, team okay. Okay. But, again, you do have to meet the three requirements. Requirement two, whatever train you're drinking, we hate that drink. Anyways, okay. number three, no offense, obviously. No offense. Yeah, if you say no <laughs> offense, it's no its no offense to anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So that doesn't... Okay. That's
0: yeah, fine. so you just have to Got say it. that and then no one's offended. And then number three is... You have to go like and follow the podcast on all platforms, including... <laughs> TikTok, Instagram, uh, you got to hit the notification bell so you can always be notified when we drop an episode, which is on every...
1: Sunday.
0: Every Sunday. By the way,
1: I did not know what a notification bell was, so I just learned that, but there is a notification bell. That is a real thing.
0: Yeah, and you can't, and I'm not allowed to say ring the notification bell because Trine did not like that.
1: I said it was a bit cringy, but I will say... That there is indeed something called a notification bell, Mm -hmm. and you can indeed ring it if you want to, so you don't forget, every Sunday, we're going to be throwing down on the pod, baby.
0: Yeah, we're going to be throwing down, we're going to drop new episodes every single Sunday, so don't miss one. Go ahead and ring that notification bell. And then once you do that, guess what? What? You're on Team White Mocha Latte. All right. Team WML. I'm not you're on, on that it team, officially. Though. No, not train so though. Train's not on that team.
1: We're talking about marriage and we're on different teams. I'm yeah. kind of concerned. Great start. But hey, um, I was going to say, I actually forgot what I was going to say.
0: Oh, you did? Yeah. That's okay.
1: Oh yeah. I was going to say, um, that happens to me a lot. I was going to say we got over 100 plays. That's yeah, something that we've been plays. really stoked about.
0: Yeah, so very excited. Uh, I was expecting in the first podcast, I think I said, like, I would be stoked if we had five. Yeah. <laughs> so that was I was genuinely um, thinking about that. So, um, no, again, I know I've said this a thousand times, but thank you so much for the listens and the support. We don't take that for granted at all. So thank you all. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So and hopefully we're gonna just keep it moving. Yeah. Um, so let's dive in a little bit more into what we're talking about today in regards to relationships. We got our disclaimer out there, so everybody knows what our attempt is here. And mm-hmm. we are really excited. Um, and a big reason we wanted to discuss relationships, and honestly, I've been kind of fascinated with learning about this stuff. And mm-hmm. even when we were doing premarital counseling. <laughs> Yeah, like I really enjoyed premarital counseling um, it was so
1: great so if you're thinking about it and you're kind of up in the air about it please do it
0: yeah yeah it, I it was
1: we had a great experience
0: we really did and I found it I found it so beneficial yeah um for the both of us because yeah. we were just talking through different things that we weren't really thinking or you don't think about or mm-hmm. just having a third you know party's perspective on things that can kind of help right exactly guide you through that conversation
1: Exactly. And also, I think that, um, you know, sometimes it is a little scary because you're about to get married. And now you're going to sit down and you're going to bring up all of these things that either are currently like bubbling issues or could potentially be issues in the future. And that's really scary because you're like, well, I don't want to like bring it up because then I'll have to admit that there's something like there's something there that needs to be worked on. Mm -hmm. But that my friends is not the mindset to have because it's kind of like with physical or mental health, you have to diagnose before you treat, right? You have to know what the issue is so that you can be intentional about correcting that and knowing what to, you know, look for. Um, so that's what I'm saying. You have to you have to recognize what um issues might be occurring so that you can quote unquote treat it and you know give attention to it so that it doesn't become a bigger problem in the future
0: yeah yeah absolutely and i think it's just it's tough to be vulnerable in those types of situations i know especially oh, for yeah. men i know that that's a huge issue is like talking about something that you're struggling with mentally or in your relationship um and I know that communication can be very difficult, uh, but I kind of just jumped in feet first. First conversation that we yeah. had, <laughs> I was all the way in. I was like, I'm just going to open up with it. I'm going to be honest and yeah. vulnerable. And I think that um, it really benefited the both of us for that reason. Yeah. Um, but this topic today and when we were going through that, we also... Trine was teaching me about this because i know you went through this in school right
1: no not during my masters it was actually my undergrad i needed an extra elective and so i took this class i'm pretty sure it was called intro to marriage and it was actually hilarious at the time because i was like kind of far out from marriage like i wasn't we were together when i took this class Mm -hmm. but it was also like lol I don't need to know this, but like all of a sudden I do. So I remember, hey, Andy. yeah, so I remember learning about, um, John Gottman's research and that's what our topic is going to be about today. We're just going to kind of talk through, um, what he termed the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, so those are basically four different communication patterns that, um, John Gottman within his research, um, identified, and they are, you know, the predictors of a couple not lasting or getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about what those four communication patterns are. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to explain it and also like figure it out um, kind of as we're talking. We did a little bit of background um, research and just what we know about it already. However, we wanted this to be very like genuine Um, of like, we're literally trying to like identify this within our relationship too.
0: Yeah. Um, so so it might just,
1: just, yeah, bear with us. We're just learning Mm -hmm. over here.
0: Yeah. And the crazy thing is about this research in particular is, um, he was able to predict, uh, divorce up to 90% accuracy. Yeah. Just based on the four things that we're going to be talking about today. And, and as in a lot of it is pretty, I mean, common sense for the most part, but 100%, I think reflecting on this stuff is super helpful.
1: Yeah. And it's common sense, but it's not. I feel like a lo- in a lot of different things, um, a lot of different aspects of your life, a lot of things are common sense, but that doesn't mean that they're easy. Yeah. Common you know? sense
0: isn't so common sometimes, especially because I feel like a lot of this is even subconscious, Like you're not even, like you're not even thinking that you're doing this. So sometimes hearing it or kind of as we're walking through some of these things and then you're like, wow, like, and I kind of did that too. As I was looking into this, I was like, wow, I think maybe I have an issue, you know, with this one, with Mm -hmm. this horseman or whatever the case is. And I think just hearing it and discussing it, you kind of can figure out where your faults are maybe and some things that you can work on. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. So Chase, do you want to start off with what the first communication pattern that we want to avoid? Oh wait, before we start, I mm-hmm. did also want to say that I just kind of want to normalize these four things. Um, because, and it does, it does say that even if you do these things, I mean, everybody does these things, right? Yes. It depends on the frequency, the intensity, and whether or not you're willing to be intentional about changing some of these patterns. Mm-hmm. So, and one in particular is a little more extreme. The single number one predictor of divorce. Okay, we'll get into that later.
0: Yeah, we're going to get into that. Later. We're going
1: to get into it.
0: Yeah, but we're both really fascinated and I didn't really get to fully dive into this because I think we got off topic, but I think we're both really passionate about talking about this stuff and discussing it um, because we've also in our lifetimes, you know, I grew up in a divorce household and things like that. So, you know, we've seen not great relationships in our life, but we've also seen some really great relationships in our life. Like my grandparents were married Mm for 50 plus years. Yeah. So were yours.
1: Yeah. So are mine. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that we have seen some like really good examples of what, um, a long lasting, healthy marriage can look like. Um, but we've also seen the opposite of that. And I think even like growing up, Chase, you've told me this before, but you're, you're really big on, I've, you've always wanted a healthy, like long lasting marriage. Yep. Um, and so have I, so I think we've always both of us have always like individually wanted that mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, just recently going into a marriage together, I mean, I think that we're both really committed to learning and being vulnerable about these kinds of things. Um, it can be really hard to admit your faults sometimes, but I think that that is one of the biggest things that people. Don't wanna do they don't want to admit that they're wrong, they don't wanna be vulnerable and yeah, that is when you can get into trouble, and that's just that's just what I know so far, right? like that's just what I think mm-hmm. um, and our marriage isn't perfect, no one's is but but yeah, that's why we're talking about this, so
0: yeah, so anyways, before <laughs> we get too sad, let's get into topic. <laughs> I feel like some of these topics are so, like, deep. And I stuff, love deep and I, topics. Yeah, I know. And, and I love <laughs> to tackle them in there. But we also want to keep it. We want to keep it light and Yeah, we don't want to like put you to sleep. Like marshmallow fluff. Yeah, hopefully we don't put you to sleep with this. But this is really important, so I think you'll find a lot of value in it. Um, For sure. So the first pattern, the first indicator is criticism. Okay.
1: Chase, what is criticism?
0: You want to learn what criticism is? I do. Tell, me, me, go tell into? me all about it. Okay. Well, don't mind if <laughs> I do. So what criticism is, is whenever you are tackling that person's character. Attacking. Yeah.
1: You said tac- tackling.
0: Did I say tackling? Said, no, I didn't. You
1: said tackling like a like a football player.
0: Are you serious? Okay. Um. Well, not tackling, but you are attacking that person's character. Um, or there's another word too. what is it? Let me look at up. Or personality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is very different from just a complaint. Um, but uh, a complaint is more along the lines of, Hey, like I don't appreciate when you do this XYZ. or yeah, X, Y, Z. This is more of attacking and the language that is most commonly used when we're looking at uh, attacking is statements that start with you. Yeah. So do you want to, do you want to role play real quick?
1: Uh, kind of putting me on the spot, but sure.
0: Yeah, no, I, I got this. Okay. okay. I Got this. Now keep in mind, this is totally just a role play and it's not even, it doesn't mean anything. It's not even relevant
1: okay okay glad. so totally
0: just a role play i right. don't even mean anything
1: it's like i'm gonna take it personally or something no yeah you're it's like not i do to. that a lot
0: yeah so this is strictly just for example sake okay okay
1: glad we figured that one out
0: yep <laughs> just putting that out there um you literally don't know how to close cabinets or turn off lights like you don't you don't do it and you do you not know how like mm. what is going on here
1: okay that's yeah. interesting. So
0: that had nothing to do with anything. Just so you know, just role play.
1: Okay. No, that's, that's not, there's not a hidden message in there or anything.
0: No, no, not at all. But just for role play,
1: I think, <laughs> I think that, I think that what you just said there, it, you, if you said it, if, if you reframed it, I can't talk. If you reframed it in a different way, it would be more of a complaint. Right. But the fact that you said, do you not know how? Yeah, that actually reminds me of the second horseman contempt.
0: Oh, that's that goes into the second one.
1: I think it can be both. Yeah, right. It's and again, Chase and I are trying to like figure out like exactly what which is which. Um, but I think that it could kind of be both. But
0: yeah, and even the first start of it was maybe more criticism. Like I'm like, sure. you don't do this. Yes, you don't know how to do this. That yeah, kind of thing. Sure. It's a little bit more of a softer attack, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um and contempt is more of a like I'm trying to insult you. Yeah. Like psychologically, which that's kind of the next one. But um you can reframe that mm-hmm. uh in a way to where it can be better used in your relationship. And that is by mm-hmm. changing it to I statements. hmm Right? Mm-hmm. That's what we learned. So (laughs) I'm trying to think of how I can reframe this. Um, It'd be something along the lines of like, I don't appreciate when you leave the cabinets open um, or you don't turn the lights off Mm -hmm. um, because I just I feel like that's going to, you know, increase our electric bill or something ridiculous like that. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I can't think about it, but reframed it in more of an I statement and not like attacking using you And you never do this and you never this. And that's just a better way to communicate.
1: For sure. And like going off of that with the I statement, I think that something that's really helpful, uh, like after the I statement. So you let your partner know how you feel, right? Like, hey, I don't appreciate that. And you could even name the feeling like it makes me really anxious um, because everything looks like it's everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And then as far as like the cabinets go.
0: Yeah. And I also have to exude more energy myself because then I go close the cabinets. For sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but then you can follow with, and this is just like a really small, like dumb example, but you could follow with some like validating something about w- where that behavior might be coming from, from your partners. So you could be like, Hey, like, I really don't appreciate that. It makes me feel anxious, blah, blah, blah. And then you could be like, I understand why you're probably doing it. You're like in a rush or you are forgetful sometimes. Or maybe
0: you don't know how to close cabinets and we have a learning opportunity.
1: Reteach, baby. Yeah, (laughs) because
0: it is the same motion from almost like, you know, you're pulling it one way and then Mm -hmm. it's just a push. For sure. To Put it back in, so it mm-hmm. could be just a learning. And again, this is not even real life for you.
1: No, not real life at all. No,
0: this is strictly example.
1: Mm-hmm. So something else about criticism, just to keep the ball rolling here, is I think that for me, when I'm trying to learn about this, it reminds me of like always and never statements. So if you are mm-hmm. trying to voice a complaint to your partner, but then you turn it into saying you always forget to do this or you never help me with this that is now attacking your partner's character because you're saying you're making the assumption that you never help me with this like you don't care
0: yeah you're putting like a label on your partner almost yeah and when like you, you say you never do that like you're you know it's yeah. more of like labeling uh uh-huh. um, something on your partner
1: right and then it doesn't leave room for the grateful moments of when they do do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I know they talked about another antidote to criticism is appreciation, obviously. So mm-hmm. uh, spending more time. And I think even for me, um, I think I struggle to do that enough in our relationship. And that's something that I need to work on is showing more appreciation. Mm-hmm. I think we've gotten better about that. Mm-hmm. kind of as time has gone on. Um, oh, yeah, because same here. Just saying, and I noticed that with you too. Like, um, after I do something or I do the dishes or whatever the case is, um, I notice that you take a lot more time to say, hey, thank you so much. Like, recognize it. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you for doing that. Like, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Or, um, you know, if you come home or something and I've made dinner, then you're super appreciative mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that... Has been super helpful for criticism, but...
1: For sure. And I really do appreciate those things. Um, and I feel like I'm low-key trying to trick you into keeping doing Yeah, them. a little
0: positive <laughs> reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's literally That's what we do tr- with kids at school.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you point out the thing. But it really, I mean, it does go a long way, like all jokes aside... Because I know I also am doing it because I know how I feel when you notice something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to give that same like feedback to you because I it does make a world's difference when I come home and like dinner's done. Mm -hmm. Or when I come home and like the dishes are done, I'm like in my head, I was already thinking about all of those things on my way home from work. And so to come home and then be done, I'm like, ooh, I have like 45 extra minutes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too. Um, that, and I want to have a conversation sometime around like knowing like which roles you take and which roles I take. Cause I think that that's kind of important, um, to have a conversation around. And that kind of leads to, um, just being more appreciative of that and not even just assuming like, Hey, this is your role to do this yeah, or you're supposed to do this or whatever the case is, but just knowing like, you know, what each other expect yeah from the other person that's something we went over in premarital counseling uh yeah. that i think is really valuable and maybe that can be a conversation for a whole different podcast pod. Would be yeah a whole different pod <laughs> we'll be talking more about that um but i think even though it sort of can become an expectation of like what you're supposed to do like oh i take out the trash or whatever the case is even just taking time to appreciate some of those things mm-hmm. um that can definitely help and that all ties into obviously not criticizing your partner mm-hmm. or you know attacking them uh their character in any way
1: yeah for sure and going off of just kind of identifying and having a conversation with your partner about who's gonna do what that is something we talked about in premarital counseling that mm-hmm. was really helpful um
0: and the neat thing was too in the exercise like we discussed like what we saw growing up. Yeah. And did we expect the same thing? Right. Like.
1: Because that happens a lot. Yeah. Based on how you're raised. Yeah. You see a, you know, mother figure or a father figure doing X, Y, Z. You kind of just grow up thinking that, oh, that's how every family works. Right. That's That's how it's supposed to be. Right.
0: Like, oh, you know, dad works all day, comes home, he sits on the couch, mom makes dinner, cooks, cleans, does all of that. And so, you know, you could come into your relationship thinking that...
1: That's going to happen. That's
0: the same thing. That's how it works in our household. And maybe your spouse thinks something different. And so, um, I thought that that was a really unique exercise.
1: And what I appreciate about you, Chase, is that you don't assume all of that for me because we're both working, obviously.
0: Mm -hmm. And really, I think relationship dynamics have changed.
1: For sure. So
0: much. (laughs) For sure. uh, You know, now in majority of households it's split yeah which is nice you both have to work especially with how expensive things are Mm -hmm. inflation is up 8.1 percent from last year which is absolutely crazy wow that is crazy yeah so um it's only getting worse from here but We're gonna talk about finances sometime. That'll be next week. Oh yeah, (laughs) that will
1: be next week. That'll (laughs) be next. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! What what movie is that when they go spoiler alert, spoiler alert? I don't know. All right. Anyways, if anybody knows that,
0: if anybody knows that, uh, comment or send us DM. Let me know. We can figure that out. Number two is
1: contempt. Contempt. Okay, I have a funny story about this first.
0: Oh okay. You're holding my hand. Is this gonna be bad?
1: No, it's. (laughs) I think it's just cute, so I held your hand.
0: Okay, Anyways,
1: um, Okay, so whenever... <laughs> Jason and I have this little joke going on that whenever, like, one of us says something, <laughs> we just counter back with contempt.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how, yeah. You just not call like, it out.
1: It's not just, like, it's not, like, serious. It's, like, little things. It's, like, a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like... I don't, I don't know a good example because it's not actually like we're doing the communication pattern of a contempt necessarily.
0: Yeah. It can be anything small, literally like just anything stupid, the most ridiculous thing. We're like, ever. Contempt. Yeah. Cause <laughs> one thing that I've learned about myself, cause like I love learning about psychology and obviously you're, you have yeah, your master's sure. degree and you know, you're licensed in social work. So you know a lot about this stuff. But one thing that I've found is that the way that I handle my emotions is through humor. Oh, Could you, you ever w- you put don't that together? Say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um and it was funny cuz I was watching that uh Jonah Hill um documentary. Oh, yeah. It's it's called Stut I don't want to say that wrong, but I think it's Stuts or Struts or um and he's talking with his uh his therapist and like he said a quote, he was like, "Yeah, I suffer from the same disease, which is whenever i have to start talking about my emotions i make a joke of it
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: i just related to that so much because i was like i'm totally the same way like for sure and even like in times where you and i might have some banter back and forth Mm -hmm. over something dumb like going grocery shopping um like i find that i break that up with like humor or try to make a joke of it or just like like I hate you or something, like just oh, no. oh that's <laughs> and then, healthy. And then Train just yell, yeah, that's the perfect way to handle relationships if you want. But
1: just stop in the middle of your discussion and say, I hate you.
0: Yeah, but you gotta say it in a tone that's like funny so you don't take it seriously. Mm, okay. But I think you know me well enough at this point I to do. know I'm very sarcastic and I'm most of the time I'm trying to make a joke of things, which is also not great. <laughs> Because sometimes it requires being serious. Sometimes you need to be serious. And I'm definitely more. uh, Not serious. Not serious about it. I have been
1: known to say that Chase is not serious at all.
0: No, I'm not very serious. But
1: I will say, like, that is something that I've grown to appreciate because I'm the opposite. Look, I like to joke around too. And I do make jokes. Yeah, you're also funny.
0: You're the second funniest person in the household. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I feel like I make jokes when I'm uncomfortable. But when it comes to Chase and I. I'm not uncomfortable, so I'm not making jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very deep with my thinking and I read, I read into things and I create meaning from something that maybe doesn't have any meaning, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I do feel like sometimes you kind of help balance that side of me out with making jokes about it. Yeah. So that's nice.
0: Yeah. Hey, anything I can do to help?
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> all right. Let's get into contempt, okay? Because contempt. because we use it as a joke around here. Um, might help you in your marriage. I don't know, but
0: <laughs> maybe. What
1: is contempt?
0: Oh, you want me to give the definition again? Because I screwed up the last one. So let's get he we're gonna get it right, up. and we're gonna get the second one right. Here we go. Um, contempt. It assumes superiority.
1: Over your partner, over
0: your partner, and it is very intentional, uh, and it's much bigger than criticism. It's literally like I'm trying to insult you, right? Like my goal is to psychologically abuse you, right? With my statement, right? Yeah.
1: So I feel like that assumes superiority piece. It's kind of like, it's kind of like I'm I'm so much better than you. People can use sarcasm when they do it like yeah because you because you don't know how to do that right because you don't know how to do anything like mm-hmm. that's like a good example just
0: or like oh every time you come home you just want to sit there and play your stupid game and you're so lazy you don't want to yeah. help around the house or something like that like that's contempt like you are right you are trying to insult them yeah psychologically
1: contempt is like straight up mean
0: <laughs> yeah you're just being mean yeah
1: and i mean that Do you want to throw
0: some contempt at me right now?
1: Not really. This
0: is your free shot. Come on. All right. Lay it on me. You suck. Ow. <laughs> 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 my gosh. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. You didn't have to. You didn't have to just rip my heart out of my chest. Yeah. You didn't even say. You didn't even say before you said that. Like with all due respect. Oh, or no or, offense. Or no offense. Like you didn't say any of that. Yeah. You just attacked me without yeah, I attacked, giving that pre-warning. I
1: attacked your whole being. Okay, well, but, okay,
0: this is going great. <laughs> love this.
1: Okay, but seriously, this this um, horseman is the biggest, number one, biggest predictor of divorce. Yeah, so I like have the, a relationship breakdown. Right, like the particular. other three communication patterns that we're going to talk about. You know, those those are pretty common and can be fixed. And I mean, I think if you've ever had made a contempt sort of statement, um, it doesn't mean that you're going to get divorced right off the bat. Because we all have. Yeah, but specifically this is like the biggest, like if you're going to get anything from this, like you might just think, oh, words don't matter. I just said it and then I apologize and it's fine. But over time, this sort of thing builds up these contempt like statements And it leads Mm -hmm. to these other three horsemen. Um, And like any habit, it starts picking up and the frequency increases. And like I was saying earlier, the intensity of what you're saying. um, Yeah. And I mean.
0: Yeah. Because all these kind of build on each other. So it kind of starts and it gets progressively worse. Um, And then that's why it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Because it's like once you unlock... All four of them.
1: Boom, divorce.
0: Boom, apocalypse. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, that's Um, that's pretty much how it goes. Pretty much. Nailed it. Um,
1: So, yeah, basically, if you're doing contempt, if you're, I don't even know how to say that. If you're doing. doing, Is it? If if you're you're doing. doing, If you are making contempt. If you are performing contempt. Contempt on your partner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, just stop.
0: (laughs) If you're, if you are performing content,
1: if you are serious about stop. your relationship and your marriage lasting, you need to stop it. You just need to, friend. you need to stop.
0: That is the best advice I mean, you can give.
1: I mean, yeah. And, and it's then all you free. just call it out. Yeah. You just and call it out free right on and there. on Spotify and Apple podcast.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice plug. Ooh, <laughs> give me some. That was good. Um,
1: all right, let's move in. Do you want to move into the next one?
0: Yeah, we can move into
1: the next one. Okay. Basically contempt bad.
0: <laughs> yes. If you learned anything from this, that's what you learn. And you call it out on your partner as soon as they do it. Contempt. Yep. And then that's all you got to say. You don't even respond with anything else.
1: Like, Chase, can you warm my coffee up? Literally, babe, you're closer to microwave warming up. Contempt.
0: Contempt. (laughs) Yeah, That's a great example. Thanks. um,
1: It's not actually an example. Let's go into, can we go into defensiveness? Yeah, because
0: I was going to start rambling about something else, but we better not. We better... Keep it moving. All right. Let's keep it rock and roll. Defensiveness. So do you want to handle this definition or have I been doing good enough to Um, take on the next definition? Well,
1: okay. I'm going to be honest. Defensiveness. This is the hardest one that I... I have like a hard time thinking of examples for this one. I don't know why. Oh, I got
0: all the examples. Okay.
1: Well, what we have written down from our research okay, and our prior knowledge on the subject Mm -hmm. is defensiveness can look like denying responsibility, making excuses, or counter-attacking your partner. Mm -hmm. So your partner brings something up. They try to set a boundary with you. And what do you do? You make an excuse for yourself.
0: Yeah, you don't take ownership. You don't
1: take ownership and responsibility. Accountability for your actions. And you flip it on your partner to make it seem like but you do this, so that's why I do that. Yeah. It's kind of like switching the blame, right? Like,
0: it's like secretly, like, you are the issue here, uh, not I'm me. the problem, it's me. me. It's me.
1: Yes, first Taylor Swift. Hey. Oh! I also forgot to, I was going to say this, for contempt, um, Taylor Swift, Taylor Allison Swift once said, familiarity breeds contempt, don't put me in a basement when I want the penthouse of your heart.
0: Whoa. Thank you that's good
1: she's a poet yeah anyway she she said contempt in one of her songs but we're not talking about that right now we're talking about defensiveness
0: yeah and somehow taylor swift was number three on my spotify (laughs) artist and i don't listen i don't think that that's true at all not that i and i don't know if you know what
1: chase is a swifty in disguise
0: maybe maybe i'm just a closet swifty i don't know you (laughs) are we do jam out to it typically in the car on every road trip, so... Um, or if Trine's, like, kind of, um, like, bummed out or something in the car. Anxious, just say it if anxious, I'm anxious. Yeah, Trine gets very anxious in cars. Then my first move, I turn on that Taylor Swift on Spotify, and I just start playin- playing it, and next thing you know, Trine just starts, like, getting into it, and she's singing, and then she doesn't even think about it, so... Yeah. Yep, so know your partner and know how to get <laughs> them out of their anxious ways <laughs> in the car. Um, okay.
1: All right. Defensiveness. Defensiveness. Back to it. (laughs) So back to defensiveness. What is a good example of this?
0: I would say like something along the lines, like, um, let's say, uh, you know, for example, and we'll kind of dive more into this, Mm -hmm. but for me, like a part of my role in the household is like, I manage our finances. So I handle like paying bills and all that good stuff. Make Mm -hmm. sure all that's done. Defensiveness would be like, if I, if I, let's say like I forgot to pay the electric bill this month mm-hmm. and then, y- you know, our lights are turned off and you get home and we have no lights mm-hmm. and then you are like, like, oh my gosh, you know, or come, come at me.
1: Chase, l- why didn't you pay the light bill? That is literally, you always do that every month. Now our lights are off.
0: Mm-hmm. And then be like, oh yeah, well, i um, sorry. I've been so busy. I've been working. So many hours and I just so happen to just slip up on not paying the light bill one time, even though you've never paid it in our entire relationship.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. That Ooh. was good. That was good.
0: Wow. Hot fire flames. We're yeah, we're good. We're we should we should take on like an acting gig. I feel like <laughs> it's off the
1: dome. You better not.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh but yeah, that would be like a an example of defensiveness because I didn't take ownership. Mm-hmm. for my actions of not yeah. paying liability, even though that is my responsibility in the household yeah. that is what I do mm-hmm. and then I also try to flip it on you and be like you know you don't ever do anything you don't ever help with this mm-hmm. that kind of thing that would yeah. be a good example of or
1: yeah or if you forgot to pay it you could be like well if I like I would have paid it but like you didn't do your part like you didn't do the dishes or whatever so mm-hmm. then I had to do the dishes and then I forgot because then I had to cook dinner and blah, blah, blah. You're kind of like placing the flipping the blame and placing the blame on your partner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think in sort of the antidote to this, so to speak, that they talk about and something that I think is, uh, just shows a really strong sign of emotional intelligence is you just own up when you Mm -hmm. forget and you make a mistake Mm -hmm. and, you work to correct it. And mm-hmm. I think that, that that show that you can always tell when someone is very emotionally intelligent just based on their ability to be self-aware about mm-hmm. their own mistake and be vulnerable enough mm-hmm. to own up to it and yeah. then work to correct it mm-hmm. and get it done. And that's sort of the antidote to defensiveness. So instead of, you know, if she brought that up to me in this scenario and said, if I was like, you know what? Like, you're absolutely right. Like, I can't believe that I forgot to do this. Um, I'm so sorry. I will get that paid, you know, tomorrow. I'll get this taken care of. Yeah. So just taking extreme ownership like I messed up. And I think that goes for anything, even outside mm-hmm. of relationships.
1: That And this is what I was talking about earlier with the number one thing that I... I think couples probably struggle with <laughs> being an expert on relationships. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. We, yeah. But we've been studying this for twenty four hours. But seriously though. <laughs> 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 but seriously though, I think I think it's that vulnerability piece of being able to admit that you were wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like I made a mistake. And and sometimes yeah, it's I like I have I don't know if anyone else does this, but I have an internal battle in my head sometimes. In my head, I'm like, I know that I'm wrong in this situation. I know that I should probably be like, just go in and apologize and just own up to it and be like, I was wrong. And then in my head, I'm like, no, I must win. Yeah. But like.
0: Sometimes you just want to win the battle.
1: I know. And so seriously, like I struggle with that so much in my head. It's like an ego thing. I feel like, like I'm right. I know everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I hope I never come off like that, but I mean, it really All does. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I really do have like that inner dialogue in my head though, sometimes. And in my head, I'm also telling myself, this is where people like get caught up, Katrina, like go in there and just tell them, tell them you're wrong. Just do it mm-hmm. like Nike. And I can't do it sometimes. <laughs> So then (laughs) sometimes, yeah, you just have to walk away. You got to do something else, distract yourself a little bit. And then once you're like, okay, I don't really care that much about being right anymore. Then you can go in and be like, look, I'm sorry. That was dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's tough to do. It's tough to own up to when you make a mistake. But I think the other unique thing about sort of our relationship is that I think, you know, we've seen a lot of like fights Mm -hmm. in our time growing up. And so you and I are very like we really don't like.
1: We are passive.
0: Yeah, we are both very passive. Like we do not (laughs) like really like argue outright about things or whatever. And that's kind of where this next one comes up. Mmm. Yeah, kind of a perfect segue there.
1: Okay, it rhymes with roan (laughs) hauling.
0: Stone walling. That was good. Yeah, I I like that. I like that reference.
1: It wasn't a reference. It was just a random comment.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, can <laughs> I call it a reference though? So? Yeah. Okay. Contempt. Stone <laughs> walling.
1: I hate when I laugh like yeah. that because I feel like if someone's listening to this, we we're like, "Dang, Katrina, shut up."
0: I yeah, you laughing. hate your laugh, but I think you're. I like your laugh.
1: Yeah. Side note: We were listening to our podcast back last from last week. And I wanted to crawl under a rock because I was so embarrassed about my laugh.
0: Yeah, because you think your laugh is bad, but I think it's I think it's really cute.
1: What? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Well, right. I'm so
0: sorry that all right. I said that. Okay. Can you
1: please explain stonewalling?
0: Stonewalling. This is the men's special right here. So this is what we deal with all the time. And that is when you get so worked up because you've been arguing that eventually you just Completely shut down, you avoid the conversation, you don't respond, and it's like the old adage, like I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall, but in this case it's a stone wall, and that would be <laughs> stonewalling. <laughs> good you like that that was good huh yeah
1: that was really good
0: good explanation so um yeah you just completely just stop you don't want to talk about it and as men this is something that um studies have shown that we are much more prone to do Mm -hmm. than women um and i can't remember like the exact explanation of it like uh but it actually has something to do like actually biologically with men and handling very stressful situations like being in an argument with your spouse like emotionally Uh, like almost like yeah like anything super emotionally overwhelming or stressful uh, has more of a biological effect on us men and that's why we tend to actually shut down more Mm -hmm. and actually avoid the conversation or Mm -hmm. or leave Mm -hmm. and and like even as i'm thinking about it through my head like uh i go back to instances where i totally feel like that's i've seen that happen like multiple times or like Mm -hmm. just storming off or getting in the truck and Peeling out, you know, like you can always think of like those yeah. kind of references that men would typically do. Like if you're in a heated argument, yeah. women you know. too.
1: I mean, yeah, but I get what your point about men. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So that's the thing about stonewalling, and basically what they said would help with this is actually if you are in a heated argument or discussion, mm-hmm. uh, just taking time to take a break mm-hmm. from each other and even just having that as a part of the conversation like instead of just you know because what it can look like is literally like you're we are having mid-conversation and then Mm -hmm. like I literally just don't even acknowledge that you exist anymore right next to me like that's what stonewalling Mm -hmm. is like you're just like oh I'm so overwhelmed like I'm so done with this conversation and I don't want to address it anymore right I'm shutting it down Mm -hmm. like I'm not communicating with you I'm not even giving you any sort of uh, you know, facial expressions or validating that you're even talking to me anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what stonewalling could look yeah. like.
1: Yeah. And I was also about like taking a break. So like taking like a 20 minute break from each other, going to do something um, else that totally gets your mind off of it. And then returning to the conversation. I read on the Gottman Institute uh, where you can get a bunch of different information if you want to learn more about um, Dr. John Gottman or any more of his research is that taking a 20 minute break allowed for heart rate, like your heart rate to return to baseline so that you're able to access individually, um, access your sense of humor and access to showing affection again. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of, I kind of read that and I was like, again, it's like these simple little things that can make a big difference. Like if you have enough vulnerability to just be like, look, babe, I need, I need to walk away from this conversation and come back to it. Mm -hmm. That can really go a long way.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's the most important part to it is like, you have to communicate about it or have some kind of, they talked about even having a signal for it. Like whether that be like putting your hand up or like something like that, that like you Mm -hmm. both know is like a signal of like, I need some space Mm -hmm. about this. Um, because I think even for me, too, um, like sometimes I'll get in a mood and it's typically around grocery shopping.
1: Oh, my I, goodness. If you
0: all want to know anything about me, like I hate grocery shopping with a passion and I don't really know why. <laughs> like I, I like mean, I should likes be, it, I should be more grateful. Like, oh, oh we, we can memes. we can go grocery shopping and we ha- we could put food on the table. For sure. But like for some, for the longest time. Like that was like an issue for me. Like mm-hmm. I hated going grocery shopping, and we go grocery shopping every Sunday. Chase um, would
1: like anticipate me asking, uh, and it oh, yeah. turn it would probably turn into nagging. I'm gonna be honest, mm. and <laughs>
0: just, it just I would get mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is so funny. because like people we're are arguing, listening. To this are like, are you serious? Like this is a discussion you have over grocery shopping, but like legit, like it it's a big to, issue for us. It's it's. <laughs> but Seriously, I learned though. I learned though from it being an issue mm-hmm. and I actually started to become proactive about it oh, and yeah. that's how I learned how to how to deal with it even though it's not even a big deal and it literally takes 30 minutes it, out of your but day. it
1: makes a bit it makes a big difference in like our moods towards each other mm-hmm.
0: on Sundays sometimes you have like these little things that like you know you have to get done but Deep down inside, I know, like, oh, on Sunday, like, I want to watch football. I want to sit on the couch and watch football all day. I want to relax or whatever the case is. And then it's like, nope, we got to go grocery shopping or we got to do this. And
1: Katrina's going to be manically cleaning the entire house. Yeah, (laughs) Katrina
0: is cleaning like crazy the entire house. And I love that you do that. Thank you for that. But then when she's like, we got to go grocery shopping, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, not again this week. But for some reason, like, but if we didn't, then I'd be mad that we don't have food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, it, um, it's so funny because we actually, this week, I feel like we didn't do a good job of grocery shopping. And we didn't really have a ton of food in the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of doing the, like, the double... I don't know if you do you do this to where like I'll look in the cabinet for something to eat. Mm -hmm. So this is something I appreciate about Trine a lot. And I wanted to talk about it because I'm super grateful that she's like this. Yeah. Giving you a compliment on the podcast. Trine can. (laughs) Trine's very good at like if we don't have things to make a meal like you are very good at like for somehow coming up with something to make. (laughs) <laughs> and it's so impressive. Like we can have like a peach and bread and mayonnaise and like lettuce or something. You're like, bam, cheeseburger. And I'm like, how did that even <laughs> like, how did you do that? Like, I don't even understand how that even works. But um, we kind of run out and I kind of do that thing. Like I look in the cabinet and then there's like nothing in there. And then like I look in the fridge. I'm like, yeah, nothing better look in the cabinet. But then I look in the cabinet again, like as if the cabinets went grocery shopping while Mm -hmm. I was looking in the fridge and then there's still nothing there. But Mm -hmm. Trine is and then I just give up so easy. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, yeah, we can just go go grab something real quick. No big deal. (laughs) And I'm like, like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Trine's like, nah, I'll make something out of something. And it's super impressive. So I think that's your superpower.
1: Thanks, babe. Yeah, that means a welcome. lot. Yeah. But going off of, I wanted to say this because I read it on, I keep referring to the Gottman Institute because that's where we did a research. Okay. Um, Check it's it out. just online, but I read this, um, fun fact. I don't know what to call it. I can't think of the word right now, but statistic. Thank you. Thank you. My brain. Thank you. Thank you to brain. Thank yeah. You Good job, brain. brain. Anyways, um, Going back to like our Sunday discussion, like Chase, Chase would definitely just want to like relax and chill out on Sundays, watch football, you know, maybe go get around a golfing, whatever. Very go with the flow, love him for that, but that's just not me. Um, yeah, we're both. I very like diff- to send myself into a spiral on Sundays, and. <laughs> I like to wake up. I like to go get a workout in if I can. I like to get all the cleaning done, prep everything, go grocery shopping, and then relax. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Okay. Yeah, I'm Trine on has it. like a
0: whole check. Like she has to get this whole checklist down, and then she can relax.
1: Mm, yeah. And so I I realize that I need to be more flexible in that, and I think I have started to be. But anyways that is a personality difference, right? That's kind of a personality. It's a preference difference. Mm -hmm. It's whatever. So what I read online was most relationship problems. I'm literally reading from my notes, so I don't get it wrong. Most relationship problems, parentheses, 69%.
0: Thank you for the parentheses. (laughs) We needed to know that
1: never get resolved but are perpetual problems that are based on personality differences between partners. We're
0: doomed. We're done.
1: That's just really interesting to me because I'm like most of our our arguments are perpetual, right? It's the yeah. same, it's like the same idea that we just can't agree on because we just have a difference of personality or a different mm-hmm. preference on what what have you? You yeah,
0: know, on like different needs and stuff like that
1: on different. Right. We're different mm-hmm. people. We have different needs. Yep. So whereas Chase would want to like go out, he would want to have like five social gatherings on the weekend. Um, He'd mm-hmm. be happy with that. And that's like, no, I'm a
0: social butterfly.
1: And that's <laughs> like, no, like, like that's not a bad thing. Right.
0: Well, actually, it's kind of. So can I elaborate on my social needs? For sure. Because I'm not like a. um like a go to like the bar or something kind of person like i hate mm-hmm. that so like that kind of social stuff mm-hmm. i don't like which mm-hmm. is another difference in our personality mm-hmm. but i'm more of like a group of like close knit group of friends we hang out we go do an activity or you know whatever the case may have you and we can actually have conversation and that's my kind of social need and yours yeah. is a little bit different But you can talk more about your preferences.
1: Yeah. So my preference, I on the weekends, I prefer to have like alone time um, and doing things that like to myself, um, Mm -hmm. which I like. I also love hanging out with people too. And I always have a great time doing it. I just sometimes I feel like there needs to be another day in the weekend, you know, Mm -hmm. because if I don't have that like reflecting, recharging aloneness, it's I don't feel I don't feel recharged going into the next week. It's a little bit of a personality preference thing, but also it's just our situation because Chase works from home. He doesn't have that. He doesn't get his social needs met throughout the week. Right. Whereas I work in a building with 600 people and I'm constantly overwhelmed with social interactions. Right. So it's kind of just like where we are right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, Yeah. We're so just, I'm
0: like, get me around people and, and I'm like, like I'm done with people. <laughs>
1: I'm absolutely not. <laughs>
0: yeah. But so it's train's also kind of interesting because you like, you know, we just have to get you there and then you're good. But it's like getting you there can be can be the challenge or whatever. Oh, because like sure. at first you're like, oh, I don't really want to go do that. Like, I'm not that excited about it. I don't really want to go do this. And then like we get there and then you're just on another level.
1: Yeah, I'm def- I'm definitely extroverted once I get around people, but. I also have like alone time needs, if you will. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's kind of like just talking on like the personality difference that create these like perpetual kinds of problems or conversations that you seem to be having over and over and over again. You might I didn't just, even think about that. Yeah. You might just be a little bit different. Right. And you are, you're different people, right? You're, you you have individual needs, mm-hmm. preferences, dislikes, likes, and that's a great thing.
0: Yeah. And you just I think have
1: to figure out the balance there.
0: Yeah. And I think, and even as I'm thinking back through some of those conversations that we have perpetually, um, I think like understanding like what your needs are and what my needs are mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of finding a way to work through so we can both kind of get what we want, um, It's something that we can definitely work on for sure.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like us saying all this, again, we do not have this figured out. I don't think anybody ever really has it figured out. No. It's just something to be intentional about recognizing, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I love talking about this kind of stuff because I'm a deep conversation person.
0: Yeah, I do too. And it's just interesting to learn about. Um, And, you know, maybe next time... You know, if you're in a a heated conversation of sorts and then you can kind of recognize like, wow, like, you know, this is contempt or, you know, I'm trying to insult my partner. And maybe Mm -hmm. you just might take that extra step of like recognizing that.
1: Yeah. Walking away so you can like calm down before you say something that you don't mean and you know that's going to be harmful, especially if it happens repeatedly over time.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, for us men, we probably just going to walk away and drop the whole conversation <laughs> and, <laughs> and try to avoid it <laughs> a b c God. d e f g H, goodbye or, or oh
1: you know like the kardashians a b c d e f g that means goodbye
0: really uh-huh oh no i didn't know that at all i didn't know what you. i thought you made that up
1: no not i was about to be not super that impressed. creative thank you
0: yeah <laughs> um well no this is so that is the four horsemen of the apocalypse uh and a term coined by
1: dr john gottman
0: for the hundredth
1: time i just kind of like saying that sounds cool it's a, a term cool name coined by dr john gottman
0: yeah that was really good that was your rate is that your radio voice yes hello i'm Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: okay and eh, we're done
0: Okay, maybe not the radio voice this time around. Um, do you want to play our little game that we thought about at first, or should we, what do you think?
1: Um, I feel like it's kind of long.
0: Uh, okay, so yeah, we're kind of, uh, we are so excited, we're going to go hang out with some friends um, today, so we're really excited for that.
1: Well, Chase is, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually am really excited for this. We're going, there's something in Kansas City called, wait, is it called the 12 Bars of Charity? Yeah. So basically everybody buys sweatshirts and the color of the sweatshirt determines like what organization, um, some of that, some of that profit goes to. Mm -hmm. And so then you, you get into, um, just different bars around Kansas city and, um, just get to hang out. There's some drink specials and it's like kind of for a good cost too. So, um, yeah, so we're, I am excited to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, contrary to what we were just discussing about the social things i'm very excited because i have three days left until christmas break hey. so i kind of have that in the back of my head like i can get through three days this week right
0: yeah you can get through <laughs> it for sure
1: so I, I can withstand the the amount of social interactions that we're about to have today
0: yes we're gonna have a lot um <clears throat> and i'm excited because uh get to see old friend he's back from the military so excited to to be able to see him and hang out with them um And I think we should end off with my favorite story of his. (laughs) And I know you've heard this one before, but like, I just feel like the world needs to know this story.
1: I don't know what story you're talking about. Oh
0: yeah, you'll know it. Okay. So, um, uh, basically we've been friends growing up, like we share siblings and everything else. So we've always Mm -hmm. been, you know, uh, best friends since the beginning of time and, uh, we're the same age and everything. So. Uh, we were probably like twelve or thirteen maybe mm-hmm. at the time. And the way like his house was set up, so you had his house, you had one house right next to his and then the street and then the pool was on the other side of the street. Okay.
1: Mm. Oh. Yeah. I know what story this yeah. is now. Yeah.
0: Well don't don't ruin it. I'm not ruining it. Um and I'm so you up. Yeah, you know, we're hanging out and stuff and uh we're probably 12 or 13 we walk out to the backyard and uh, he's like he says the magical words that no 12 year old boy can ever resist <laughs> and it starts with i bet you won't do this <laughs> <laughs> and you know you cannot ever say those words because we're probably gonna do it so uh he was like you see that ball over there in the neighbor's yard just right over there and uh, i was like yeah i see that and he's like Bet you won't kick that to the swimming pool.
1: And Chase is like, I bet I will.
0: Oh, is that a challenge? Like, are you serious? (laughs) Did you know I'm 12 and you can't even say that because you know I'm going to follow through with it? And so I took off running as fast as I could. So you kind of have his backyard. There's quite a bit of room here to Mm -hmm. run. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like in this and I'm running as fast as I possibly can run. And then I just pull my leg back, and I'm about to just lay everything into this kick. I'm just
1: picturing it in slow motion. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, pictures. And I'm about to just lay everything into this kick, and I come back, and I come through, and the ball goes absolutely nowhere, and I go flat on my face. And do you want to know why? Because it wasn't a kickball. In fact, it was a 15-pound bowling ball. That was in the neighbor's yard, and I just try to punt it as far as I absolutely can. And so, like, I'm on the ground. I think my foot's broken. I'm just looking back, and he's just laughing, like, on the <laughs> ground <laughs> in his yard. Um, but, um yeah, it's one of my... My foot actually ended up being okay. I don't know how it didn't break, but it you was so hilarious. Out, yeah, yeah. Just I, kidding. I, I, think I think laid into it everything that I had. <laughs> I swear, like, it didn't move... Hardly at uh, all.
1: That was definitely um, contempt. Yeah, that's that was that's contempt. an example of contempt. <laughs> so don't do
0: that to your friends. But <laughs> but no. Um, but yeah, it's just a funny story that I think about every single time I think about him. But uh, so no, we're excited to hang out with some friends. Um, and then let's talk a little bit about the next episode that's coming out. Oh, okay. So again, every single Saturday we rock that same routine we get in here, we get that pod going. And next week we are going to be talking about another hefty topic, which is going to be involving finances. So, stay it's actually tuned for that one.
1: it's actually probably the like my most um I don't know, like the the topic that I'm most uncomfortable with because yeah. I don't know as much about it. Like when it comes to relationships, fitness, um mental health, like I feel like I got this. <laughs> yeah, but when it comes to finances, I'm like, oh, I ain't got it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree a hundred percent. But we'll again, see.
1: this is just about us learning.
0: Yeah, we're Together, learning and discussing it and tackling the biggest topics that we can think about. Um, and also next,
1: it's going to be religion and politics. Huh? Yeah, no, Just kidding. we're,
0: we're going we're to avoid that 100 um, percent. We're
1: going to avoid that.
0: But yeah, so uh, and I know we said this before, but again, we rotate week after week. And then once we're done with that, we'll go back to health. And then we'll discuss relationships and then finance back and back and back again. So that way, we don't run out of things to eventually talk about and also kind of keep things fresh and interesting. Yeah. um, Because I think all three of those components are what lead to a great and healthy relationship with your spouse. Um, And just
1: like a balanced, like, life. Yeah, just a
0: balanced life approach. So uh, that's why we are talking about it because we're pursuing right now.
1: We are pursuing now
0: yeah um so again uh before we hop off here thank you guys for staying in and listening to the show we hope you got some value from it if you did please share it with a friend um spread the word so and we appreciate and really love the support uh if you could go follow us on social media on instagram uh TikTok, and we don't have a youtube yet i know we talked about having a youtube i'm working on it i'm working on it i'm working on it there's kind of a little bit more steps. And I tried to upload our last one. And it was an hour and 12 minutes long. And it was like, not like, I didn't even get to 1% of uploading it. And we were sitting there waiting on it. And I was like, I don't even know if we can upload anything. to yeah. um But it's also tough to make things visually stimulating. So we're kind of yeah. working on that.
1: So right now, I mean, I think we're really just kind of focusing on pulling clips to post on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and Instagram. Oh yeah. And inst- Instagram. We just started that actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're just going to go from there. I'm still kind of like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like one day I'm like super confident about the podcast and I'm like, this is freaking awesome. And I'm like having so much fun. And then the next day I'm like, I am the most embarrassing human being <laughs> on this planet. Why am I posting this to social media? You <clears throat> <Ew>, red flag <laughs> gives me the ick. If you will. Okay. Oh. So, by the way, Chase told me that I gave him the ick because I woke up this morning and my sweatpants
0: no, looked like... No, that is your ick.
1: No, you told me that. You told me that you give me the ick right now because my sweatpants looked like pantaloons. They were up to my knees. You know, like the sweatpants has a scrunchie at the bottom. That is
0: not like what I said. I said oh. I was making... It because you say that I give you the ick when my sweatpants... Or like the crack of the sweatpants isn't <laughs> when lined they're not up, like lined, lined up. up with where my butt crack actually is, and that <laughs> gives you the ick and so I was ju- I was judging you because your sweatpants contempt though that's all contempt and
1: it's all jokes, my dude
0: yeah, I know but anyways, um uh,
1: maybe we should do that on a future episode what gives us the ick oh
0: yeah that'd be good if you
1: don't know what the ick is it's like things that are like like are like s- so ridiculous and stupid but are like red flags or like turn offs. Like, but they're like exaggerated, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that gives me the ick. Like you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, discuss with your partner what gives you the ick, cause that'd be great, and that would be the one thing you can take that's your homework from after the show. And make oh, sure okay. to catch up uh, with us on the next episode. And also, don't forget to do the three steps for White Mocha team for life. Okay. And then Trine's gonna come up with her team. Um. But, yeah, we appreciate you all, and stick around for the next one.
1: All right. See you around, y'all.
0: Bye.